Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Shoe Podcast. I'm your co-host, Ryan Landry. I'm your co-host, Tanner Young. We are sitting down today with the only man who has more W's in his Instagram name than W's in your sneakers account, the one and only Stu McFadden. Stu, thank you for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Thanks. It is it's, been, so, it's been a long time, but we made it. Long made time it in the making. Out. Yeah. Well, you know, you're going to, I don't want to say save the best for last because we're not going out for this, but save the yeah. best for now. <laughs> it okay. all works out. It, it all works out. out. It all works out in a beautiful way. Yeah. So. You are obviously an insanely talented photographer. You have a background in live sound, concert photography, also landscape, but probably most recently and what a lot of people know you for, product photography for sneaker politics. So for everyone that doesn't know you, can you just give like a quick intro on yourself, a little bit about, you know, who you are, where you grew up? Yeah, for sure. Um, my name is Stu McFadden. Um, I'm from Lafayette, Louisiana. I currently am the creative director for politics basically managing and handling all of our creative team mm-hmm. um that spans of like i think we're at six six people now six 16. different guys so um yeah i grew up in lafayette louisiana born in houston uh spent a little bit of time in colorado when i was younger but mm-hmm. yeah lafayette's my home i currently live in dallas so gotcha glad to be back in baton rouge though good to yeah. have you here just like garth brooks we are calling baton rouge on this one calling yeah. back home so you grew up in Lafayette, and then when did photography really kind of start for you? Um, for me, it probably started, um, it was either like the ins- early Instagram days, yeah. I think. I mean, I didn't even have a phone. I, I had an I- an iPod at that point. The probably. iPod like oh, touch? Yeah. Or just iPod the- touch. Yeah. Instagram dropped um, probably like a year, probably a year after I got mm-hmm. on Instagram, year or two. I mean, I, I think like. I don't know. Do y'all remember what t- what year that was? No, I definitely yeah. don't. I just remember Toaster Filter had like a grip on all of us for a solid yeah. two Gosh. years. Um, yeah, so it was the Instagram um, sort of like start of Instagram. And then my dad had a family Sony camera, just like a mm. point and shoot Sony. Like yeah. he was, it was like top of the line digital for, for that time, you know, um, for, for like a nice family camera to bring yeah. on vacations and things like that. Um, so I was probably like, 12 13 14 mm-hmm. and yeah i would just like i'd be like hey dad can i like borrow the camera i'm gonna go outside and like take photos of like the sunset <laughs> yeah. um and then what's what's funny about back then was i would i was really into the editing part of it really and i don't know if y'all have ever used i think it's called picasso it was like a google oh, yeah, yeah yeah a google yeah yeah software. i remember that but i would go heavy saturation grain <laughs> like um it was black a little, and white crank to max and you're like behold art yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it was a little um little extreme but um that's that's where the love started for it and um after that i actually picked up an old film camera of my dad's okay that um he had basically used same thing you know mm-hmm. back in the 90s you know no digital it was like right on the cusp of the digital camera yeah so it was st- it was a film camera, but it was it, it was a Nikon um, a Nikon N seventy. Okay, I think yeah. And so it, it was a really nice camera to learn on, mm-hmm. and it was still film. So mm. got to get that like the experience. hybrid of both worlds. Yeah, I mean it had like a um, a reader where you could read aperture and stuff. Oh, okay, yeah. most of it was entirely digital, besides the film. Yeah. part of it. Okay, gotcha. Um, like it had L- LCD screens, like okay. telling you like okay. info on it. But yeah, I got to learn like the, um, the art and just like what, um, how photos are like the origin of photography through yeah. film, you know, yeah. cause like, I think that's really important cause like, um, you know, nowadays everything's digital, yeah. not too many people understand that or know what, 
goes into the craft of film. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where it really started to to catch on for gotcha. me. But film's kind of made like a recent There's resurgence, a, like because yeah. you're into film now. I yeah during the uh, during the COVID hunker down stage, I was like, well, I don't really have anything going on, so I ended up uh, picking up just like a starter like Pentax. Uh, and then I don't know, like a couple weeks ago we were in target and like the target brand has like a 35 mil, like point and shoot now. So it's, it's weird to see it come back. And, uh, the thing that I really got into or really enjoyed about like shooting film was like, you don't have hundreds of shots that you can really do. So like you had to have more like particular to it and really it kind of forces that like understanding more because I have no background in like mm -hmm. photography and things like that uh whereas like my wife like she literally has like her college degree is photography yeah. so i had to like film almost kind of like force that appreciation of photography because if you're a little bit off that's it and you just gotta wait months and you don't know it back. at the time yeah. and then you're like oh why did this go wrong and then you learn and then you it forces you to uh correct that and like kind of like start perfecting it which is probably i would say uh anyone who is into maybe like shooting like digital photography to shoot on film because then it gives you that appreciation and those particular details so that when you do shoot digital you've got a lot of that like almost like forced training yeah i mean i've like heard it at uh, described and I can account for it too. Like it's almost like a dream when you get back that film. It's like, oh yeah, you know, it's like, oh, I totally forgot that I took that photo, but it you looks had that so, moment. Yeah, yeah, that moment's captured in time. You know, mm -hmm. um, that's what I appreciate about film. But the funny thing is, yeah, the the resurgence of film has become so much of a thing now that, like, I mean, during the pandemic, I would also. I've got into like more point and shoot film because, mm -hmm. you know, nowadays I wasn't really using film as much, but yeah. I was like, you know what, let me buy like a really cool point and shoot uh, camera that I can shoot film on. Just like, you know, go hang out or with friends, go on trips, that sort of thing. Um, and, and from now till then, I think because of the resurgence of film and like people learning about it more and mm -hmm. becoming more engaged within like that sort of niche, I mean, the price of film has gone like up a That's what lot you tell recently. Me. Well, and isn't it kind of ironic that like right around the time that like seemingly all like your corner store drugstores stop processing film in house, film now is like super popular. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, I think you've told me before. There's like one person out of New Orleans that'll do it. And yeah. Other than that, it's like you got to mail it all. You got to send it all. Yeah. So it's like the the 24 hour like policy. So I hope that it keeps growing and that maybe we get maybe some more like local people who are going to get into development. Like I, it got to the point where I thought about being like, I might as well just invest in like the at home, mm -hmm. uh, like developing and just figure it out because like, just buy like the cheapest rolls I can shoot on it and then test to see if I can develop it because it's like the turnaround is so long and it, and it is nice. Cause you send it off and then it comes back and then you're like, Oh man, I forgot about all these shoots mm -hmm. or, you know, I remember that moment, things like that. Uh, but Film is shot up and then just, I mean, the cost of developing it. So it's like, and then obviously you're not going to send off like two rolls. So you're sending off yeah. 18 rolls to get developed. So yeah, you got to find a happy medium. It is a tricky sure. thing. Yeah. But it is, it is a, uh, it is a very fun, beautiful hobby. And then, like you said, like if you're into photography, it just gives even more of like that appreciation to where everything started and have more of like the ins and outs of photos. Yeah. So starting at 12 or 13, then with, you know, those one or two cameras, one digital, one kind of analog, 
when then am I correct that concert photography is kind of like one of the first niche niche that you kind of get into from there? Yeah. Um, I mean, it was that it was a mixture of just like what's going on. Cause like right. I was, I was at that point, I was just the kid with a camera, Yeah, you know, like yeah. in, around my friends. I feel like every friend group has one. Every friend Probably. group has like the camera, <laughs> like the friend with the camera. Like when I was growing up, it was, uh, what were the video camcorders called? Flip. Yeah. Flip yeah. was oh, like a giant man. brand, yes. but I didn't have flip. Cause like my parents, like I didn't have an iPod. I had a zoom. They would always kind of get you like the off brand thing. So mine <laughs> yeah, wasn't we had flip. That at home. We have exactly. We have that. Yeah. I had like flop. It was kind of <laughs> like flip, but it was flop. Uh, and so I would be filming everything. Uh, so yeah, I get that feeling of like every friend group has one. That's just kind of capturing everything that's going on, but it's super cool. Now, like 15 years later to be look, look back at all that and be like, Oh, I'm glad someone was kind of capturing all that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so it was a it was a range of stuff. Like I would just go out with friends, like to a park, or mm-hmm. we we'd honestly be like, "Hey, like let's just go shoot. Like yeah. let's go shoot." I was into skating at the time, so I was kind of like around that crowd. And then I was yeah. So I actually shot some photos on that, that film camera, like around Lafayette. They have they had the Dust Bowl mm-hmm. and a couple oh, other yeah. spots. Yeah. Um, I would shoot some friends on film, like in the Dust Bowl, or like doing like doing like a tail slide on like some mm-hmm. somewhere around UL that sort of thing so like I just wanted to I was really just interested in capturing everything so yeah. like it was that into uh into concert stuff like downtown alive yeah that was just I just wanted to go where people were and just capture like that sort of stuff so, yeah for sure and that kind of turned into like going if we went on a trip you know a family trip or something at that time yeah landscape photography mm-hmm. so i kind of got a lot of different um experiences in different like niches of photography yeah. different genres mm-hmm. until probably senior year or actually no it was it was probably my my sophomore or junior year when people started asking me to like take pictures of them oh, graduating like yeah. gotcha, that sort of stuff yeah um were right you or, charging for it at first or were you just kind of yeah, doing it? Yeah, but okay. it was not, I mean, it was well, like, I mean, well, yeah. very. I'm sure, yeah, for a sophomore. For, for a sophomore in high school, 30 bucks is like the world, you know? Right. Yeah. So I get that. Yeah, you're kind of, and you're still kind of new. You're still kind of cutting your teeth. So it's like, you know, can I charge the same as like whoever's been doing it for however long is? Yeah. I just want to make sure that they were happy with the yeah, photos. Yeah, you know? for sure. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll take your photos. I've never done that before. But yeah, um, yeah if you're going to your mom wants to uh, print these out and put them on their mantle. I hope they're good enough for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. You know? um, yeah. And then moving into product photography, that mm-hmm. really didn't start until politics. Okay. Um, that story is kind of funny. So I was, it was, I just graduated. I was actually homeschooled. Okay. Yeah. So I graduated high school. I have a high school diploma. <laughs> Contrary to popular belief. You say that like you're trying to prove something. Yeah. Like you're trying yeah. to lie. Now, now I feel like I need to see a copy. Derek, I didn't lie on my resume. Yeah. I do have a high school diploma. Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to LSU mm-hmm. uh, after the summer. And I, so politics put out a Instagram post mm-hmm. about like, we're hiring, uh, we're, we're looking for a photographer. Mm-hmm. We're trying to hire a photographer, product photography. And I had a bunch of friends that were just like tagging me in it. Yeah. And like, I was like, yeah, obviously this is cool. You know, like um, me knowing about politics is a whole nother story too, that we can talk about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, moving into that, the politics thing. So I applied, mm-hmm. put, brought my resume over there. I mean, I was, I was a, just graduated high school and I was moving to Baton Rouge. Okay. And 
they were kind of iffy about it. They were like, well, we, you know, we want to have somebody like, they were like, we'll probably have to train you, do all this stuff. They want yeah. someone with a little bit more of a portfolio. Yeah, in it? More, yeah. more of a portfolio. Uh, I mean, and, then, and granted, I was a, I was a high school kid. Right. So it's like, yeah. you know, what is this kid reliable? Like, what's going to happen? Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. It's, and at that point, do they already have multiple photographers or is it still mainly Dustin that's doing everything? Uh, at that time, they had two. It was uh, Dustin and, uh, and Sophie. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Sophie was, um, she was moving, um, mm. around, I, I don't, I've only met her a couple of times, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure she was moving to New Orleans and I think she was trying to focus more on her own. Okay. And they like, wanted someone. They, yeah. They wanted Lafayette someone in based? Lafayette. Okay. Basically. Gotcha. But I was, um, I was like, Oh man, I don't know. Like, I hope, I hope this can work or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I knew, um, I knew Cullen, um, uh, Derek's son. And I was like. I was like, you gotta tell him, like, like yeah. you gotta like put in yeah. a word for me and whatever, and uh, and eventually like he uh, took a chance on me mm-hmm. and yeah, like the first the first like month or two after that they were like, all right, like you're you're good, you're you can and you up can until work. that point, yeah. did you really have a lot of pro- product photography under your belt or not as much? Not really, but um, le- the the months leading up to like mm-hmm. going in for my first like day of the job I was like super super interested and like I was taking my own shoes at home and just okay. like you know just like Styling. somebody would do you know yeah. if you're like oh I gotta like practice right you know, exactly whatever. yeah um and with friends you know like taking photos of them like wearing shoes like yeah hanging out just whatever. getting anything you can yeah. yeah getting anything but it kind of just clicked for me um and honestly I mean with the help of Dustin which is mm-hmm. killer photos yeah. um at politics and all product photography and everything, you know, he's ever had to, uh, had to handle, mm-hmm. you know, I think learning from him and seeing like, you just have to like understand the criteria, like mm. in product photography, that, that's what's kind of hard about it. Sometimes is like bring someone new on, mm-hmm. not, they have great photos, but they have no product photography experience, just like I did. Sure. But it just has to like click for you. Like, yeah, yeah there's a very specific way to shoot things to make mm-hmm. them not look wonky or uh, make them look pleasing to the eye. Yeah. You have to have that vision for it specifically. And I find that, and we'll get into it probably later, I'm sure as well, that even though y'all now have multiple photographers working for politics, there's some pretty consistent like visual branding in the shots that come out to the point that like, I remember when we had Adam on the show, he was talking about like, could you guess which shots were his or not? And I mean, granted, I'm not a photographer, so I don't have the eye for it either. Yeah. But still, I find myself asking a lot of time. I'm like, I don't know who took that or like, did Stu take that? Did someone else take that? And then you find out there's this new guy that like you never even knew about. So yeah. I get what you're saying, though, about, you know, like you bring someone new on board, but you want to make sure they're kind of in line with what you're already doing. And it's kind of just you pick it up after time. Yeah. I mean, it's just about, um, you know, learning from the people that have been there before, sort of like mm-hmm. exactly what you said, like kind of staying within our own brand guidelines of like how do we shoot product right and how do we want to present that to our audience and mm-hmm. um and that sort of thing and yeah we'll experiment all the time you know yeah. try new stuff out um see if things work or not on foot off foot mm-hmm. like lighting wise everything but yeah it's 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 learnable i mean i'm glad everyone yeah who works for us now you know takes killer photos and knows how to you know yeah knows how to handle that stuff um but sometimes it just doesn't connect. Um, yeah, you know. I get that. But yeah, everyone everyone who's been on our team and is still on our team has been amazing to work mm-hmm. with, and 
um, have brought a lot to politics. Yeah, for know? sure. And so when you got started in that role, you said they were looking for someone out of Lafayette, but you went to college at LSU, right? Correct. So yes. how did that, were you driving back to Lafayette to shoot or no. they were just fine they with just it put once a you lot kind of, faith of yeah. in you? They oh, put, wow. Yeah. yeah. So the store was here in Baton Rouge yeah. with, uh, with Fletcher, mm -hmm. um, Flex. And yeah, we just started uh, just shooting on poster boards in the back of the store. Yeah. So it was a lot more like uh, running gun. Like, cause basically I, I had like two months of working um, in Lafayette where there was mm -hmm. a more, you know, that's where they were taking photos all the time. Right. So they had equipment, they had, um, like an actual studio list. space for it as well, or not yet, but it yeah. was in the store. It was, okay. it was, they had a separate, um, a separate room in the back of the oh, okay. stock room. Yeah, yeah. They basically devoted to shooting. Got um, it. All right. that's cool. But at that time, actually more of the photos were taken outside. We would mm. go on location. It's crazy how Lafayette was like the perfect size to be able to like grab five pairs of shoes, yeah. get in your car and just like drive around and hit like a couple different spots, five and, different spots. And, and shoot like five pairs of shoes in like two hours. Yeah. yeah. Like find it, it, you could go like uh, down you well, if you wanted, mm -hmm. you know, bricks or like that waterfall. Um, yeah. Ooh, yeah. That, by the art museum. There's, there were just so many like interesting little, little places, you know? And yeah. Um, so I had two months of like learning how to mm -hmm. shoot, uh, you know, how politics does and like, and that sort of thing. And then moving to Baton Rouge out here, um, we kind of try to do the same thing, mm -hmm. but like Baton Rouge is so it's bigger than Lafayette. Right. I didn't know Baton Rouge at all. You can shoot in you front know. of Mike the Tiger or like a Gordon <laughs> McKernan billboard. Those yeah. are like your two options yeah. there. And neither of them are very nice. So, um, but I mean, we made it work. I mean, over time we found places and locations that mm -hmm. worked for our brand and for our photos. And then, you know, we would also do stuff just in the back of the stock room, which, um, sometimes didn't end up working well if they were like UPS just dropped off six boxes. Like, yeah, got to move the little, yeah. uh, poster board you got on right the ground, you just spent you know? like a morning setting up yeah. yeah but but yeah it was it was cool it that's was fun good. it's crazy because it seems almost like shooting on location would be more work than just shooting yeah. in the back of the shop on a little setup especially with like all the stuff you have no control over and then the weather on top of that but yeah i guess it it has the potential to make for possibly a more interesting shot than like you know just a clean white background even though sometimes that's maybe just the vibe you're going for yeah um yeah, you kind of just have to pick your poison, and and that's kind of where um, where things come in. Like, is it worth shooting? Um, you know, like how how can we shoot efficiently, mm -hmm. but um, but still, you know, knock knock as many things out. Like, mm -hmm. be efficient, but also purposeful with right. with the photography, um, which is something like we still always talk. We talk about every day, right? You know, sure, at work. So. Um, that's what we try to, I think our team's really, really great at being efficient, but also, um, still keeping a lot of detail mm -hmm. because there's a lot of things that you can, this is what I was talking about earlier. So there's a lot of things you can like not remember about shooting product photography. Like how do the laces look? Right. You know, is yes. the shoe stuffed up enough? Yeah. Um, you know, are we doing laces, like laces out? Like, is there like lint on the shoe? Right. Like, so many little know? details. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and we're shooting a lot of stuff with the macro lens too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that comes into play. Like if the shoe has defects, you know, yeah. then like Gonna you need to go that. grab another pair, you know, that's or, interesting. That I never considered that, but yeah, I guess for someone that's doing this day in and day out, those things are like drilled into your memory of like, I see this sometimes. And so now I know I just got to check for it every time. Yeah. Right. yeah How so. much, uh, 
how much shooting do y'all do do y'all still do like not like in a studio like do y'all still do a lot of those shots and like how difficult is it now i feel like with like social media now and especially like all of like the people who do like photography i mean at least on my instagram feed i feel like i see a lot of like the people who do like the product right? like you and and dustin and like everybody who like i follow doing that is it do you try and find locations that are more like secluded or is it kind of like you're in kind of like a public space and it's like Stu, <laughs> those are not something I've seen before. Uh, like, yeah. do you have those happen or? Um, yeah. I mean, obviously if you're in a more crowded location, you're going to get some, some eyes, mm -hmm. some heads turning. Like, you know, you usually when we're on location, we're out there with a light. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, most of the time it's probably going to be for a campaign mm -hmm. for like either our own brand or for yeah. another uh, brand that we're, that we carry that will go, you know, mm -hmm. shoot content support. Um, mm -hmm. selling their, you know, their product, whether it's clothes for shoes, um, it's the same thing, but yeah, I mean, if, if we're out, I mean, f for Dallas, for example, like if we're out in like, I'm trying to think, I mean, we could either, you know, if you're in like a downtown space or like, sometimes we'll just go right around the block where the store is, mm -hmm. um, and shoot like some on foot photos or something. And it's like, Oh, those, uh, those fours aren't out yet. Like what yeah. are they, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Like y'all selling those, you know? Yeah. Um, cause everyone's, you know, everyone's walking around. It's a big city. And I imagine there's probably a little bit of difference between like, you know, example, you gave those fours that aren't out yet, but everyone's already seen leaked online and knows about whether yeah. like, that versus like when y'all did the world's fair Adidas EQT prototype where it's like the internet hadn't seen those yet. So you're out taking pictures of those bigger reaction for people who haven't seen them before who might be asking what it is you know yeah so yeah just different levels of stuff like um for instance those are a little bit less there's a little bit less production around it because we kind of want to it, it all comes down to like planning the shoot like yeah you know what gear can we actually get into mm -hmm. the fair you know like they're right you know like are we are we gorilla is this a gorilla <laughs> shoot are we right. are we you know, are you bringing the six foot yeah, umbrella yeah, or not? Yeah. Exactly. So sometimes, um, sometimes we're limited that in that way and we mm -hmm. just have to like adapt and learn, yeah. um, you know, how to use the light within the scene already. Mm -hmm. Um, but what, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. But, but, but people are still, you know, it's just like, if you're walking around and you're seeing anybody do a photo shoot, you're like, stop and look you're like, yeah. Oh, what, what do they have going for? on? Yeah. What's going on? You yeah. Know? So we get some looks. I get that for sure. And so then that's what, 2017 that you get on board with politics? Yeah. So that was, you know, six years ago. What has been like some of the most memorable moments in the past six years of doing shoots, whether it's campaign stuff or just like random funny moments that, you know, you didn't think would be something, but now looking back, it was kind of like a big yeah. thing. Yeah. It's so, it's so weird because I kind of, I started at politics, you know, I knew like, oh, sneakers, like, mm -hmm. but I didn't know like how crazy people were for it's, sneakers. It's the thing, you know? <laughs> Uh, I didn't Literally know. <laughs> 30 year old men yeah. will sit down and podcast about it once a week <laughs> yeah. on the internet. Right. It's, it's the whole thing. Crazy. Yeah. Um, man, but there's so many, I mean, I, I go back and think about the, um, the block parties. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually, yeah, the block parties, like the, I didn't, I was unable to, uh, go to the, the original block party for the, uh, the New York to but, Paris. No, no, the the one before that it was it was for the threes. Oh, the um, Katrina threes. Yeah, the Katrina oh, yeah. threes. Oh, okay, but man, yeah. Did, were y'all there at all? No, no, we were not there. Unfortunately, for that. looking Blaine's, back on it though, yeah, Blaine told the stories from yeah. that one, which sound hilarious. Yeah, but um, but yeah, the the Jordan one. Yeah, where we had our own with the the politics yeah. be on it, and then we also released the New York to Paris. Right, that was a crazy weekend. Um, let's see, yeah, like 
Alvin Kamara came in the store. Yeah. Um, got to meet Jimmy Gorecki, like mm-hmm. OG skatehead. Yeah, for sure. Just rolled around. Um, just like it, it was a, it was insane. Like the amount of people that showed up there mm-hmm. and being able, trying to capture that, like just running around, like yeah, nonstop. Everything's a moment. Yeah, everything's a moment. So like that's that's a crazy one. More recently, we've been doing some um, some stuff with more. Uh, Pro athletes, okay. Football, yes. more, yeah. more uh, pro athletes. So, yeah. <laughs> did you just hear Tanner go? <laughs> nice. Yes, yes. Yeah. Have been watching that. Uh, so we, I was able to shoot Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. We we actually ended up in Cincinnati, met up with him. Um, that was for the um, what was that the game day collection? Basically, we like yeah. Uh, we had a matchup during football season. I think right. that that game was uh, Bengals and Cowboys. So mm-hmm. we got to shoot Jamar for the Bengals and then CD Lamb for mm-hmm. the Cowboys. And that was really fun. Uh, tried. It, it's, it's cool working with athletes. Um, but also there's, you know, things that, you know, are variables, you know, it's like, right. We're out in Cincinnati for mm-hmm. two days. Mm-hmm. Weather doesn't look too great. Yeah. You know, like how is this going to work? We got to scout locations, that sort of thing. It's super stressful sometimes. Right. But, um, I imagine also the level of like working with an athlete versus like, Ben, can you throw on the threes real quick? Cause I yeah. need a shot of it on someone's <laughs> like, you know, like slightly different pressure level, slightly different schedules and accommodations for all that. Totally. Um, but yeah, that sticks out to me. Um, How did shoot. the relationships with all the athletes start? Cause it definitely feels like it's been a spike in the past couple of years where you see more and more campaigns with all of them. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of it's really organic. Like, we just we have an organic uh, relationship with CD Lamb in Dallas. Like he comes, Kellen, uh, mm-hmm. he comes uh, and shops, and Kellen hooks him up with mm-hmm. like new stuff that's coming out. Like oh, we just got some new politics every day, okay. like that sort of stuff. Um, and he just and he is just an actual shopper of the store. You gotcha. Know? Um, and that's the same thing how it's been in New Orleans with you know Saints players like mm-hmm. uh, like Kamara and Cam Jordan. Mm-hmm. So I think we've just been able to sort of like have a little bit. Uh, a little bit higher standards or like mm-hmm. notoriety as a brand yeah, for sure to be able to um, sort of allow that, that connection to happen. And they're, they're excited. I mean, they've, you know, been shopping with us for, you know, a long time. So, yeah. you know, they rep the brand, obviously. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And we appreciate that. 100%. When you do the merch, like with the athletes, like you said, like with the CD lamb, Kamara, uh, and chase, are they involved in kind of like the t-shirts and design, things like that? Or is it kind of just like, here's three different things. Which one do you like best? Yeah, no, they were um, 100% involved in the design. Um, yeah, um, Ezra Babineau, killer graphic designer for us, he is involved. He mm-hmm. he basically communicates with that, communicated with the athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, for some of the, for some of the, sh- most of the past shirts, they were like um, a 8-bit, video yes, game inspired. I, yeah, I, I love those. That, those yeah. are so, so cool. So yeah, he killed that design and yeah, basically like we're like, we'll send the you know, mock-ups to the mm-hmm. athletes and be like, "Yo, like got any What do you think?" Yeah, what do you think? You know, and mo- you know, they're like, "Oh, that's sick." Like, mm-hmm. that's can't wait, like, you know. Um and and it's cool cuz they're like more limited runs and I mean more limited runs of shirts like we'll probably do like 100 150 units. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they do pretty, they do pretty well. I mean, it's kind of like one of those hype factors because a lot, most of those little capsules are all, um, are all charity, um, charity based anyway. So we team up with that athlete. They're involved within the design process and deciding what, um, what charities they actually want to donate the, 
the the profits. Yeah, yeah, the profits of of that collection too. So we try to make everything about giving back as much as possible. And it's cool that yeah. they're so involved more so than just like a model that shows up on the yeah. day of it. Yeah, because it definitely seems like I, I feel like a lot is that behind the scenes that you don't know. Like a lot of the times, like for someone who's just like a consumer of like a lot of the merch, it's like, oh, are they actually like involved in anything like that? And then you get a lot of that crossover. Like when you make that merch with an athlete, you're getting people who are just into, they like repping politics. They are going to support politics or into just like a sneaker street culture kind of brand. But then you also just get people who are like, nope, just love the bangles. Yeah. Just gonna, mm-hmm. I just want to rep their merch. So you really get literally everyone kind of, involved in that and who are going to want to be a part of that. So yeah, I would imagine that that product is like super easy to just move because you have so many different ranges of different cultures being like, want that just because of X, Y, and Z. Yeah. That was a great, um, a great thing. And, and especially because of Jamar Chase, you know, LSU roots um, and he's from new Orleans. So like a lot of people, even not Bengals fans or Bengals fans because of him, yeah. in, you know, the Louisiana area ended up, the shirt oh too. yeah, there are so yeah. many Louisiana fans who are like, "I'm a Bengals fan," just because of how many Bengals LSU fan. players yeah. are on that team. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I was also gonna say, yeah, going back to shoots as stand it out. Mm-hmm. I had to think for a second because yeah. it's been so long, but um, it's only been six years. I You've know. only had a handful <laughs> of shoots. Oh yeah. my god, that's crazy. Um, forum. I was gonna oh, ask you about yeah. those. Perfect. That's why Forums I wore them. Were crazy. Yeah, we. That was insane because especially I think that was like. That was like kind of during, was it during COVID? Yeah, so to, to paint the scene a little bit and just like give some context before you talk, I think that's around the time, I have a terrible memory, I think that's around the time you popped on my radar and I kind of like knew who you were and got to meet you and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's 2020, COVID's going on in, uh you know, really kicks off in March. Everyone's locked inside, no more sneaker lineups, no more sneaker raffles, it's all online. It's kind of, you know, it's just a super weird time. And then... It's later in 2020. I'm bad with months, but um, yeah, we probably dropped them in like September or something. I, I was gonna say I thought October, so September October, would make sense. Yeah, but so October, amidst yeah. all of that, you then start seeing this rollout campaign that I think you and Adam are spearheading of these Adidas forums, which is again, I think if the way I remember it, at least, and I might be a little bit biased, I remember <laughs> politics kind of leading the campaign yeah. wave on forums mm-hmm. coming back because they weren't really a thing. And then shortly around that time, you see Bodega's doing a pair Mm -hmm. and uh, Social Status is doing a pair and stuff like that. But that's around the time I remember you kind of, I learned more about who you were, was this campaign that y'all were doing to promote these. Yeah. So talk a little bit more about that campaign and like kind of how y'all were rolling it out. Yeah. So Forum, Adidas Forum, Adidas had contacted, I wasn't really involved within like the Mm -hmm. back back and forth with Adidas, but from what I understand we were one of a few different boutiques who they mm-hmm. approached to start bringing the forum back. Mm-hmm. Fortunately for us, we were the first one to roll it out. Yeah. And huge. I think that was, they, they were so pleased with it. Um, they were super excited. So basically I think it's what? 500, 500, yeah. 500 pairs. So 500 pairs were produced and we gave them all away. I basically. know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just like further insane in the midst of COVID, I don't want to tell the story for you, but I'm so excited I will, (laughs) that like in the midst of COVID, not only is there going to be a sneaker lineup and release, which like we've all been dying for, they're free. Yeah. They're potentially (laughs) free. It's just like insane. Like I just remember everyone in line that day. We went to the Baton Rouge one at uh, Overpass Merchant Mm -hmm. and just like the energy and the mood in the line was like ecstatic. Everyone was so excited to be there. It was cool. Yeah, it was really cool. So basically we partnered with 
different local businesses in each of the locations where our stores mm-hmm. are based. And we partnered with them and basically it was like a give back to the communities within mm-hmm. our, you know, respective locations. So example for Baton Rouge, we partnered with them. I think they actually created a special menu item for us. They did the Adidas as a menu item, which was all day I dream about shrimp toast. <laughs> I guess the tea is silent. Better memory yeah. than me. Yeah. Yeah. I only obsess about it like been good. Uh, yeah. Ex- been well, good. I think we got Houston and I were there. We got it was pretty good. I think they'd made them all ahead of time, and they were yeah. just in the so it was like kind of lukewarm, but like much more so just about being there, you yeah. know. So yeah, that was awesome. Um, yeah, and then what? Basically, we you know um, got everyone to to go to these businesses mm-hmm. buy buy something to support that business mm-hmm. and then you would get a ticket or some sort of voucher that mm-hmm. you would be able to go pick up your shoes yeah. at, at the, at the, at the politics. Yeah. 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 The one in so, town. Yeah. So that was a great one, but yeah, the, the roll up leading out to that y'all had partnered with a lot of different prominent figures, athletes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And you just kept saying it was a solid week or two weeks up ahead until the reach. There was like every day there would be a new post yeah. and just sitting at home, like in a fever pitch, like I need these, I need these, I need these. So. Yeah. It, it helped that everyone was at home. Cause yeah. um, we made everybody really want those things because, yeah. because like, yeah, like you said, I mean, we were, that was, that was at the time that I was in Baton Rouge. So mm-hmm. yeah, Adam and I were just running around shooting um, a bunch of different personalities. We'd go, we went to, um, New Orleans to do the same thing. Yeah. And then he actually ended up going to Dallas because we had the store open there. Yeah. I remember um, everything in between. Right. So yeah, it was awesome. Got to meet a lot of awesome people and, um, just hear their stories mm-hmm. and give them shoes Yeah, and take their photos. So, Super yeah. fun time. <laughs> so I remember these coming out, you know, it's not the most popular silhouette at the time, but I think like a lot of the thing that I love about sneaker photography and what you do is that like, your photography can sell someone on a shoe that they weren't sold on, whether they just Mm -hmm. saw it in store, you know, sometimes it's better in person, but sometimes you just have to see it styled the right way. And you're like, Oh, that's cool. That actually hits. Has there ever been a shoe for you that like either you got it, you open and you're like, we're going to have to put in some elbow (laughs) grease on this one to sell it. Or one that like you took the picture and you're like, that's just fine. And then it like, it really just kind of popped and took off or like the pictures came out better than you thought. Totally. Yeah. That happens all the time. I mean, I end up, we end up taking photos and then I'm like, Oh, you sell yourself yeah yeah that happens a lot so um i'm trying to think about that it's honestly like the newer silhouettes it's it's the ones that are more um more experimental Mm -hmm. um more something that nobody it's not you know on the shelf at academy right now you know it's it's something like um, the first couple runs of the new Scorpion, um, the, uh, the Air Max, yeah, the Air Max Scorpion. Yeah. And, um, there's a cool story about that, that we actually got to, um, see him firsthand in, in New York. Okay. Um, we went on, we went out there and, and checked him out at 21 Mercer, but mm-hmm. we, yeah, I feel like, I feel like some new, newer designs like that, if the customer isn't, um, if they don't have any knowledge on yeah. the product yet, we kind of have to enable, um, enable that and, and teach them, that visual teach them about it. Yeah. Yeah. And that can, that can consist of like, you know, on foot photos, like, mm-hmm. like just diving into more details of the product. Like how is this, how would this be styled? Right. You know, how can you style this? What is the yeah. purpose of, you know, why are these, wh- mm-hmm. why are things like this um, designed like this and, and how can mm-hmm. you create it and make it look better for your consumer? Do the brands often give you any sort of like reference or guideline for that? Or is it mainly kind of relying on your own intuition? Yeah. um, It just depends on like what type of product it is. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, 
newer newer release stuff they do um i'm trying to think of i'm trying to think of, of a different example um or one that actually popped off after the fact yeah um like when new balance sends you the latest they go you have to promise not to put these on your hands and walk around the <laughs> office in them i know Mm. <laughs> I love how you so casually I said I know as I if know. like that oh. wildly wrong assumption is like yeah Ryan you get yeah. it yeah yeah no you do um yeah I'm, I'm gonna meetings. have to go I'm gonna have to come back to that because I'm I really want to give an example because I know there are some it has to be you know what okay it has to be something like um like some of the new like a new Puma or something like mm-hmm. something that you know just it's a cool shoe mm-hmm. and there's a customer for it but that's when you have to support it with, with, right. you know, you have to, that's what we, you know, when you, we have to support it with, you know, creative, creative yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and that can be, you know, Oh, we'll, we'll do some, we'll do some regular product shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's throw it on a model too. And do some lifestyle you know, stuff. With yeah. It do well. some lifestyle yeah. stuff. And, you know, brands will, you know, brands really appreciate that, mm-hmm. you know, cause we we're trying to push their product and, yeah. you know, it's, you know, usually like a new innovation that they want to, you know, they're bringing straight to the market and mm-hmm. the boutiques like us are, probably some of the first stores to receive that product. Yeah. Uh, so they're, they're entrusting us to, you know, tell their story exactly, and make it, yeah. Make it hype as well. Yeah. So that's, that's a really important part of our job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of that is kind of how you said, like bringing up Puma and things like that, like the kind of like more of those like quieter brands, not really quieter brands, but not, you know, when people think of sneakers, they think of like Nike and Adidas. So mm-hmm. those other brands, New Balance, Asics, Puma, uh, being able to really be like, hey, they're going to try something super wild. So we're going to have to, like you said, really almost do kind of like a fashion board of like, this is how this would look. This is shoe is more for this kind of like laid back fit. This shoe is more for this more streetwear outfit, things like that. Uh, and especially with kind of maybe those lower brands, because kind of the bigger brands are you're going to buy it just because of that name. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do feel like whenever I see a lot of the shots, the shoots look almost a little bit more like amped up for those like Pumas and New Balance and things like that. And I, and I guess that kind of makes sense of like, okay, how do we really show people who are into sneakers, but maybe they're more of like the casual where they only are going for like specific Jordans or things like that being like, Hey, this is also just as hype as this big name that you know the story about. I'm not, I don't have mm-hmm. to sell you on the story. Uh, but do you feel that you put more energy whenever it's like, okay, this is a completely new silhouette or this is more of that not big name brand? Do you feel like you're like, okay, let me pour a little bit more into this and have a little bit more fun with it because I have more of that job of trying to sell this product where a Jordan one is almost just going to yeah, sell itself. Exactly. I was gonna, yeah, yeah. Not that your job is like necessarily like you're there and it's like, if it doesn't sell, I didn't do my job. Yeah. But I w- is there any point at which you go like, whether I take a picture of the the reimagined white cement three or not, we're selling out of them, you know, and it's right. like, and the other stuff might need more push. Yeah. And yeah, that's a huge part of my job is trying to decide what we need to support, what product we need to support um, that comes in because I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, we get a lot of stuff. I mean, things that I wish we could take a photo of every single yeah. shoe, you know? Um, and we do take a lot of photos yeah. of shoes, uh, you know, that's what, and that's why we have so many photographers and why we want to create that energy around mm-hmm. all the product that we carry. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's things like it's things like shoots for Saucony or mm-hmm. things like um I'm trying to Solomon's kind of yeah, like, Solomon, right like new Solomons. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're trying to 
in, um, engage and basically educate the mm-hmm. consumer on like, oh, like this is like the next thing. You know, you you saw New Balance socking. I mean, you saw New Balance with what they're up to. You know, yeah, and mm-hmm. and how their whole their whole um, thing has you know changed. Like Dad mm-hmm. Shoe, that's still around. Yeah. yeah, they still have that customer, but now they have like you know the more streetwear yeah, style yeah, type customer. You know, um, everything that like all the energy like Salehi mm-hmm. has created mm-hmm. around New Balance and. Um, and then like with the protection pack, um, yeah. sort of Ooh. designs too. Yeah. And yeah. So that, for example, is, could be like what a Solomon is right mm-hmm. now. You know, we, we picked them up recently and like, yeah, we, we put in, we put in work within those types of shoots just to educate yeah. the consumer, you know, cause not everybody, your, your Jordan one consumer isn't going to straight up grab a pair of, of Solomons. Solomons. Yeah, for but, sure. But you could, you could show them. You yeah. Know, you could, yeah. You could, and I think it definitely starts with creating that like visually appealing kind of like ad for it. And they'd be like, Oh, I didn't see them in this aspect, but because of this, I'm now more interested in trying to look into mm-hmm. this brand or this silhouette. And like, maybe now this is how my shelves are going to be filled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone's style changes, you know, like, I'll be honest, like I, I have these on right now, but I have a pair of ons that I've been wearing to, to like work out and running. You oh, know? yeah. So, yeah, for sure. It, it changes. Um, and I honestly did not was not a fan of the ons. Yeah. Years ago. They're you super know? popular right now. Yeah, they are. So. I literally dogged on Crocs for like the first three years of this podcast. And then the second Salehi touches, yeah. I'm like, well, they have a perspective. They have right. a view. And I wear those. If people who like listen to this knew how much I was wearing those versus like wearing like actual sneakers, oh yeah, they'd probably question the credibility of this whole thing we're doing here. <laughs> well, to be fair, once you once you make that slip into a crock, it's uh, once you get that cozy. <sighs> yeah, don't even start talking about that uh, the off road four by four. You know. Oh, there you oh go. yeah, yeah, it's going fast, thing. fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking to the amount of sneakers that y'all get, I want to kind of like peek behind the curtain here for a second. Here, is there a method or like how is it determined for all the sneakers y'all get? Who's shooting what? Like, are all of your photographers are in Dallas, or there's still some in Lafayette yes. or New Orleans? Yeah, so um, Joey and Dustin are in, in Lafayette, and then okay. four, the rest are in, in Dallas. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Um, yeah, I mean, that's part of my job. So basically, gotcha. we hit the drawing board, see what's coming in, see what, see what has come in, see mm-hmm. what we're expecting, mm-hmm. and basically we prioritize, you know— um, you know, how important the, you know, different right. things are. And, you know, it, it, something cannot be as important, um, but still needs yeah. to be supported th- with, with photos, yeah. you know? And so, yeah. It, and it, it's crazy because like that'll, we'll have this list, you know, where we're like, okay, everything's good. And then something comes in and sure. it's like, we need, Oh, this is, this actually Fire releases this week. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone's like running around. We got to, you know, so I try to limit that as much as possible by sure. by keeping everything planning what you can planning what we can. Is there any favoritism where you go, Hey Joey and Dustin, uh, we got the Ama Manier twelves coming in this week and also some new uh Puma slides. I'm gonna send you guys the Puma slides. Don't worry, we got the twelves <laughs> over here. No, we we uh everybody gets a shot at, at knocking mm-hmm. some real cool product out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if, if and if I know somebody, you know, one of our guys is like super down with some some okay. product or like knows you know has great like Dustin for example kills it with like the retros yeah, everything yeah. you know Jordan mm-hmm. and Nike like he he kills any Air Max mm-hmm. uh any Air Max shots gotcha. Joey's been doing awesome with uh with video creative mm-hmm. video and stuff 
and then so we're just talking about shoes like you know we're there's also like That's true clothing that we yeah. need to focus on as well which we're getting a lot of new clothing and mm-hmm. a lot of new product um and you know a couple of our guys in in um in dallas um moody especially has been it kills it with um with like uh, editorial style moody oh, and okay. gus are awesome at shooting you know on on body apparel mm-hmm. apparel shots too so are you doing much of that or are you more mainly doing uh so footwear? um whenever i am able to shoot i kind of just pick up what needs to be done okay gotcha. you know? um or or focus on the on big picture like i i really try to i'm trying we are trying at politics to create a lot more energy around you know our private label mm-hmm. and and the collaborations and the events and sure. you know now that that's up and running again yeah um so you know in 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 projects like that where we obviously need more than one hand yeah you know yeah that's where i you know i'll be able to i come in and you know help wherever i can okay but um whenever things if something comes in like for something fire drill yeah i'm usually the backup to, oh, okay. to just you. be able to handle You're anything in at that and, point. and yeah. everybody else keeps it keeps it running smoothly so how many photographers do y'all have on staff now well because i always seven. feel like seven yeah. i always feel like y'all have so many and then i see a post that you're hiring more and i guess yeah. i need you to explain to me <laughs> why do you need so many photographers i get that y'all are getting a lot of product but like mm. i just feel like i feel like i don't get it uh, did you were you able to see on your website no, no i didn't y'all redesign the website yeah yeah ben uh director of e-commerce he's been spearheading that whole okay whole venture um recently re up updated our website we're basically trying to create more um a a better user experience you know Mm. for our online customer because we have you know that's really important you know especially in this day and age like and i think through the pandemic that showed us like how much people engage with our website Mm -hmm. and yeah we saw that and we were like we can make this better yeah um we can make the user experience better and a lot of that comes with product so product detail photography Mm -hmm. Um, and that's like, you know, the on white photos, yeah. on white shots, um, on white shots on, on body, I mean on body, like apparel mm-hmm. shots for like our higher end, um, apparel brands. Mm-hmm. Like if we're getting in brands like purple and, um, let me think what else, like ABC and these higher end brands that, you know, they have like $250 jeans or, mm-hmm. you know, $400 yeah. jacket. Like we just got 424 in. Like these more luxury brands, it helps the online customer experience being able to see how it how, how it style fits, it, you how know, it yeah, fits. yeah, that sort of thing. I get that. Um, and they feel more, they feel more like we're more reliable as a brand because we're you know sh- supporting the product yeah. even greater. Yeah, for sure. With, with those type of shots, so you know the reason why we have these like this that amount of photographers is because that stuff is just as important as shooting the the stuff that everyone sees on instagram right okay 100 you know? that makes sense so it's yeah. a lot of the ability is it whoever makes the shot are they also do you have a separate like editing team or is it also just like if this person's shooting this they're going to be out to not be able to shoot a certain product for x amount of time because not only have to shoot it but then they have to edit it and things like that or is it just the photographer like that team just does the shot and then they send it off to do y'all have a separate like editing department mm-hmm. no yeah we for uh photographers edit whatever they have there you go Mm -hmm. so what what is like i guess like a typical turnaround for either like either footwear or like the the apparel that you'll have like how long 
is that time frame of hey from basically shooting it to posting it um so there's a couple different couple different answers so i mean from putting it online like if we get product in today i would mm. say we would want to be able to put put the same product online after we take white white box photos it's different from shoes are easier than apparel shoes you, it's it's a lot easier to take a photo of a shoe than laying this shirt down sure. making Flat, it folded look perfectly yeah. Yeah. yeah and there's like a whole method behind the madness of how that's you know oh dude i don't even doubt it yeah and it's it's attention to detail and i'm so you know thankful for all the guys that we got to yeah. be able to to knock that sort of stuff out but back to the question like Anywhere from, um, it, it, we usually try to knock things out within that week. So like, mm. it, it just depends on the person too, you mm-hmm. know, it depends on the person, depends on what other things they have going on, you know, workload at politics already. Um, mm-hmm. but I mean, it, it, it's a variable, but we try to get everything up within, you know, the next week or two. If there's, I'm talking about a lot of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. um, like if we get three new brands in, we got, we're going to try to put, have them online and have um creative photos within like two weeks yeah which is pretty pretty good turnaround yeah, for um sure. especially because like the amount of volume of of things we get in shoes are a lot easier we can we can get shoes up the day we get them in if okay, they're just wow if they're just general yeah. release well, and especially with how many you have under your belt you probably know what works what doesn't work pretty quickly yeah we there's a there's like a science behind it so. yeah 100 percent sure and then speaking with the website i need whoever is doing the sales to chill. <laughs> okay. Cause I don't remember when it was. It was like a couple weeks ago. It was literally like every day it was like, yo, yesterday was 6%. Today's 70. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, well, now I got to get more. That's like, oh, you remember how that was 70? No, it's 80%. It's like the hurdle. And I'm like, oh, well, what brands? You're, and then politics has a nerve to be like, everything. Everything. So, so chill. Yeah. Chill. You know, I'm already, I, I'm, I'm trying to recover. <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah, so yeah. while I do appreciate it, it was tough. Cause I was like, all right, I feel like I got everything. And I'm like, so yeah i and i guess that would make sense to well how you said with all of that reworking of the online what a better way to drive people to that new you know of like either a i had experienced the politics online store but because you know we live locally we can just go in it's a lot faster uh to drive people be like hey we've revamped it we have a whole not a whole nother thing uh to kind of go back and get those sales in. So, yeah, I appreciate the pause on it because, yeah, I've been trying to recoup from, like... Uh, Some breathing room. Yeah. I, I was like, all right, well, I've got plenty of politics merch and sweatpants <laughs> and things like that now. So I was like, very fit. Mm. Perfect timing also buying only sweatpants with summer coming up right away. <laughs> Didn't forethought that really? at all. Yeah, Mind not that We're, We are not responsible for your, for your shopping addiction. Okay? <laughs> Fair. Going back a little bit, I realized I didn't ask it earlier. So you were saying... You know, kind of when you got on board with politics, you realized what a whole world this whole sneakers thing was. Were you super into sneakers before you started at politics? And since working there, what has your sneaker collection grown to be like? <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, no, when I started, I mean, my sneaker um, experience as a whole, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, the first time I remember buying shoes for me, I bought some like some Nike fly knits, you know, at the they academy. Yeah, the Flynets had a grip. Yeah, for a some Flynets yeah. runner. Fr- yeah. yeah, some runners. You know, mm-hmm. um, very. They were they were black and white pandas. You know, half, classic, half big, classic. Yeah. So before, um, after that, um, I remember going to politics before I worked there. 
for a Black Friday sale. Mm-hmm. Big sale guy too. Yeah. Big sale guy. <laughs> um, got some. Uh, there were some Diodoras. They, we don't <sighs> sell them anymore. I know. They're, I think they're a European brand. I can't remember. I don't know. But, but my one pair I got from y'all. Super yeah. quality stuff. Like I love brands like that and like Saucony that'll like put the craziest nicest materials mm-hmm. on them. Yeah. Yeah. So Diodoras. I didn't even like walk in there get get a pair of Diodoras. I've never like heard of them before. Yeah. But but. Really, like, my sneaker game and, and like, what I knew about it didn't really pop off to, like, the Ultra Boost era of the yeah. cool of everything, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, and that's when things were um, were pretty crazy. So, like, yeah, I was trying to get, like, um, you know, I was trying – what I, I remember the first, like, crazy shoe I ended up getting was um, the, the Kith uh, Ultra Boost. The, uh, the, the like, mid. red ones? Yeah, the With mid. no laces on them? No, they had laces they had on them, la- but, okay. but they were like the same color. The oh, laces okay. were the same color. Okay. Um, like that stuff. I yeah, Ultra Boosts were a big, big yeah. kick. And then the fir- one of the first Jordans I got were were um the Travis Scott fours. Okay. Oh wow, yeah, I bought those. <laughs> wow, that's but, a casual. But first this is one this is get. how this is how I didn't how much I didn't know what was going on. I was like, I got them, and then my friend was like, dude, like I really want these, you know. And I was like. So you can buy my pair, and I bought, sold them to my friend, um, and I didn't know like I mean oh. I knew who Travis Scott was you know I yeah. was listening to his music, but I was like I was like I didn't know the the energy behind yeah. everything, and I was like you like, can't you just owe me pick for up life. another pair yeah yeah hundred yeah, yeah. percent but um and then once I you know that so that was right before I left or was that right before was those twenty seventeen. Oh, the remember. fours? I do not remember. Fours 17 or 18. Seems like it would be 17 or 18. Probably, it's got to be 17 or 18, because we started podcasting in 2019, mm-hmm. and they were a couple years before yeah. that. Yeah, okay. Well, um, I remember working in the Baton Rouge store. First pair of ones I got were the uh, were the red toe. Oh, red toe ones. Nice. I thought you were going to say or, the Travis Scott. Were they bread toe? Yeah, bread, bread toes. Toe. Bread oh, yeah, toes. I love the bread toes um, now. Yeah, and I still have them. They're, mm-hmm. I'm never getting rid of those. Classic They're pair. amazing. Really clean pair. Um and then that's kind of when things started to mm-hmm. to to grow, you know, yeah. build up. Um, and I was just, I was, what was I really into? I was into Air Maxes. Yeah, um, classics. Had one of my favorite pairs. I still have. They're, I'm, the, my college days are like I would wear my shoes and they were disgusting to the so, ground. Yeah, to the <laughs> ground. Um, I would I would keep some, you know, mm-hmm. pretty clean. But um, a pair of my favorite Air Maxes that I have, they're they're an all white leather pair with a red jewel swoosh clean um and i think like yeah and, and the my favorite part is the uh the sole of them has like a huge nike check on them oh it does it and it's like a translucent sole oh okay. yeah they're, they're oh, like, on the bottom of yeah on the bottom of yeah it. i'm a um, sucker for a translucent sole. yeah Hard to like icy icy sole yeah yeah they're, they're not they're, they're yellowed i was like can uh, you still see the swoosh <laughs> on you the can bottom still of see them? it but um yeah big into big into air maxes um I really just started to get on more New Balances within the past two years. They've been blowing yeah, up in the yeah. recent years, yeah. A lot of 990. I have two, like two 990 V3s. Mm-hmm. Um, I have that. I have the Blue Salehi 2002. Oh, with like really the cool. real long like yeah, suede on it? Yeah, yeah the, the hairy was, suede. Yeah. Um, oh, one of my favorite pairs was the um, React 8087. Oh, yes. Oh, man. I the, wanted to... Which colorway of those did you get? The sail ones. Oh, like the, the bone-colored ones? Yeah, the bone. Yeah. I wanted to love those so much. I got these, like, translucent blue ones with, like, a pink swoosh on them, and I loved... I found they dug into my Achilles heel so really? much oh, yeah. on the back. That was a thing. Like, I yeah. have to wear them with tall socks. And yeah. just, oh, I suffered. Yeah. 
I suffer. <laughs> I suffer you worked the, through that pain. Fashion over everything, show. baby. Yeah. Fashion over everything. There you um, go. Yeah. So like another example of wearing them to the ground. I um not didn't wear them to the ground, but I was uh I would bike to class um yeah. at LSU and I was a crazy biker and I I like ended up that that uh material super thin. Oh I, yeah. I ended up like scraping my foot on like a curb and oh, there's like a huge gash. Worn right through. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I still wear them though. But <laughs> still rock yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah, I think I didn't realize how much of a sneakerhead you were until what I will call an iconic oh, senior yeah. photo of you sitting in the bathtub surrounded yeah. by all of your shoes in there. That's what, Did you know for a long time that's how you wanted to do it, or was it like a little bit more um, spur of the moment? When I was when I started thinking about like my grad photos, yeah, I was like, I was like, okay, we'll do you know the ones like around school and stuff, but right. yeah, like more stylized for me. I was like, yeah, I was like, this is like, I mean, my vibe. So yeah, the the after yeah. I, it, it it turned out great. Actually, like I think PJ Tucker put it on his story or something. Really? Yeah. Wow, funny. that's wow. huge. A big yeah. moment. Yeah. Nice kicks reposted it. It, mm-hmm. it was it was funny. Um they were doing a whole like they were reposting like sneaker graduate oh, photos okay. or whatever, and yeah. I ended up in the carousel. Yeah. But um but yeah, I, I wish I had a nicer bathtub, but I mean I guess it was you know. College... <laughs> I don't think many people were looking at the bathtub <laughs> yeah, in that picture been... to be honest. Yeah. How clean's that grout? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it didn't bleach it earlier, but you know. Yeah. Um Speaking of nice kicks, resharing your photo, not to kind of get too far off topic here, but what is the feeling nowadays or in the past years where like one of the pictures you might have taken for sneaker politics, you see like a sneaker news or a nice kicks or a larger organization like shoe mm-hmm. podcast reposted to their story. What is that feeling like to see your work like shared to this even wider audience? Yeah, no, that's what we strive for. Mm-hmm. That's like the goal of, you know, all this product yeah. photography is like, we want to engage in a high in a larger audience. So like being getting on these sneaker podcasts. I mean, I mean, it will sneak, shoe podcast. Shoe yeah, podcast. getting on shoe podcast. The largest huge, platform you could get. It's all downhill moment. from here. Go ahead. <laughs> um, getting on these sneaker um, blogs is really what we, you know, our whole goal is with shooting these photos because mm-hmm. you know we gain traction from them. They become educated on sneaker politics. Mm-hmm. We gain customers, um, and then you know the sneaker blogs get to. Um, post cool photos so i mean we you know we have a relationship with them where you know i i I don't know this for a fact but i feel like sometimes they'll come they'll just go on our website to like to like see if we have photos of yeah like these shoes that they're like Mm -hmm. oh let's post some more of these photos i don't know that for a fact but um it seems like it (laughs) (laughs) um yeah it's great and i and i'm i love when i mean not even me, but I love when any of our guys, they, their photos get on ni- nice mm-hmm. kicks, sneaker news, any of that, mm-hmm. because I know it gets them fired up and like, you know, they get a kick out of it. So. Yeah, for sure. Super cool to see. Yeah. Well, all the fun <sighs> topics aside, we got a couple of fun questions we will ask you at the end of the episode here. Pretty unscripted, just kind of off the top. You have a couple lined up. I can I can start us off if you yeah, want. Go ahead and, get, go ahead and okay. get me started. First question I've got for you. Do you know how many W's are in your Instagram name? Eleven. Wow! Hope you got your question. Hope we did got... not. We did not. I was like, "There's no way he knows how many W's there are." Yeah, it was. Uh, all the other ones were taken. So fair enough. I'm waiting. I'm waiting to just get the one with the single W. But single dude, just single W. Yeah. That's bold. How That's how me. how far into your career do you send the DM of name your price? I don't know. I've tried to report some like the, one... <laughs> <laughs> so the, the ones with, the ones with three W's. I'm like. This account, this account's like inactive. Like you haven't posted. Using it. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Got to get out of like here. Fake, fake. This is they're yeah. trying to be me. Hundred percent. Uh, I don't want to. Don't want to break any relations here. So you can plead the fifth. 
favorite athlete that you've gotten to work with? And you can adjust that question to um, save relations. So probably, probably I don't know. Cam, Cam Jordan's really nice guy. He's he's just a real funny dude and is nice, and he enjoys like you know our work and stuff. And I mean, whenever I've gotten to be around him, like he's he's been real friendly. Like not even you know, you know how the, sometimes athletes kind of are some ego uptight. Yeah, you know. Okay. But like yeah, he he's hilarious too. He's a funny guy. So probably him. Yeah. Okay. And I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Why do people with the Nikisha not N8000 look down on Fujifilm shooters? Mm. Why is that? Yeah. Wait, what happens? What do they do? Nikisha N8000? Nishika? Nishika? Yeah, why do people... Cut it. Why do people with the Nishika N8000 look down on Fujifilm shooters? And that's just a casual question I that's had lined ca- up. Yeah. It's casual. Um, that's just something probably, I've been thinking about. I don't know. I'm both, though. I, I have one. Probably. Got me in my own trap. All right. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I, I just got a Fuji, but... The three D, the I, I prefer to shoot the three D photos with the Nishika, but it's just the film thing. So, got okay. that film that film hockey. I got me on that one, yeah. So, uh, due to your recent Instagram activity, I see a lot of a lot of a lot of slopes. Been been on oh, the slopes yeah. a lot. Who's the worst person on the slopes at politics? From the politics. Oh, team? oh man. Um, Who's riding the bunny? I don't hills? know. Oh, the bunny slopes. Um, I'll just throw Blaine under the bus. Throw him under the Blaine bus. Under the bus. Yeah. Okay. Blaine says Fletcher is most likely to go pro. As someone who grew up in Colorado, you back it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Big All testament. Right. Big cred. We're gonna have him on the show just to talk about snowboarding. No sneaker talk <laughs> oh, at all up there. Is it is it a mix of snowboarding and skiers, or is it a snowboard elitist? Um, we we let some skiers in our club. Nah, that's yeah, what ben, I'm, Ben's a skier, so okay. okay. We let all us right. slide. Fair enough. How long until y'all open the Colorado location? I feel like for as much time as y'all are spending commuting. I mean, why are we not? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, it needs to happen. <laughs> Put that on Derek. It needs to happen. Yeah. It needs to least. happen. Hey, yeah. there you go. Uh, best politics party. Best politics party. Now, this could be a politics either put on party or like a personal party. Yeah. Where's the best location that you've gone that was just an immaculate mm. party? I'd have to say the block party, the quarter. Yeah. Um, that's oh, like yeah even like even like for the nola uh air force one like that was that was fun yeah everyone just has a good time in new orleans yeah i, I think so. always good to be out there the whole city the bar in dallas where we all throw shot glasses at the bell <laughs> has anyone actually hit it yeah yeah because i watch the stories and i see a lot of misses but i don't know <laughs> if that's just you putting each other on blast out there hit, i think everyone's hit it once is that like in order to get your driver's license you have to hit it <laughs> every time i see the story i'm like sure enough there they are out in dallas Throwing the shots at the bell. Yeah, you don't, you don't, um, we don't officially welcome you within Dallas. Right, exactly. Yeah, you can't cross county wrong. line until. Yeah, that's fair. Fantastic. Anything else? I think that's all of my silly, silly questions. Yeah. <laughs> well, man, thank you so much for taking the time sitting down with us. We really appreciate it. Long time in the works. If there's any projects or things upcoming that you want to plug, you can do so right now into that camera. Yeah, stay, stay plugged on politics, sneaker politics on all platforms. We got some new stuff coming uh, probably later within this year. So just stay tuned and appreciate y'all. Yeah, Of course. Thanks. Appreciate you, Stu McFadden. Thank you again for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you, everyone out there for watching another episode of Shoe Podcast. Please, wherever you're watching this, like that. Hit the subscribe button. We greatly appreciate it. And we'll catch you all in the next one. Peace.